Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. Well, much like the rest of the uh, the eastern seaboard, it's been a fun snow day here in New Jersey. Uh, my kids' school was closed. Our nanny couldn't get here due to the roads being similar to a hockey rink. So it's been fun times all around. Now, that being said, you know, I got the chance this morning to hang outside with my kids and just play in the snow. And I can't even begin to tell you how great that was um, on a lot of levels. You know, number one, it was just so amazing to see them smiling and laughing and, and having fun. Um, and number two, I I looked at it more like fun as opposed to, gosh, that's more stuff I got to hit with a snowblower. So it really, you know, it, it, it does a body and it does a mind good. So hopefully uh, wherever you are is is starting to thaw out. And uh, may the white stuff go away when, uh, whenever you want it to. So, in any case, I'm so excited about today's episode as, you know, I've got another real deal superstar to share with you. I'm always on the lookout for those special people who have not only done it, but can also eloquently explain what they've done so that you can benefit from their experience. And I'm confident that today's guest is going to do just that. Now, for the folks that I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through either Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or Dance Sites Done Right, you know how much I focus on leveraging every possible tool in your arsenal, right? Well, I want you guys to pay special attention today because this episode might just share with you a tool you hadn't even considered implementing, but you probably should. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. As I'm sure you already know, I'm I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life dramatically more fun. Sound cool? If so, it's now that time, boys and girls. I want you to get rid of Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, kick your dog out of the room if you got to, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information and... I want you to make sure that you're focused and you don't miss even a second of it. So before we officially get going, I want to give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Michelle Prince is on a mission to help business owners discover their true value by teaching them how to share what they already know in a format to attract more clients. Sounds cool, right? I mean, we all want to do that. She's a best-selling author. She's the founder of www.bookwritingblueprint.com the CEO of Performance Publishing, and, and I love this part, the most, she's a Zig Ziglar motivational speaker. So let's dive in and let's learn a whole heck of a lot about who this superstar is. Michelle, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Thank you, Jason. I'm excited to be here too. Cool. So hey, before we get started, uh, one of the questions I always like to ask, you know, just in case anybody is on is listening who hasn't yet had the opportunity or the pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or reading any of your work do me a favor take a second share your story with our listeners you know what are you passionate about what makes you tick who is michelle prince 
<laughs> I'd love to. Absolutely. Well, my story started when I was 18. Um, I was just getting ready to go off to college, and my mom and dad thought it would be a real good idea to give me a graduation gift of going to a seminar. <laughs> and not even just a seminar. It was a motivational seminar. And I went to this event, and it was hosted by this guy named Zig Ziglar, who I know you've heard of, but when I was 18, I had never heard of him. Didn't want to spend it three days with him. But I attended this workshop, and it literally changed my life. It was um, planting the seeds for what was to come later uh, in my adult life, but it was it was really the beginning of figuring out what my passion was, and that is motivating, inspiring, and encouraging people to be their best. And, you know, there's no better person in the world to teach that to me at that age than Zig Ziglar. Um, but I took that passion, and I, and I carried it with me. In fact, I, I said to Zig when I was there at that event that someday I was going to work for him, and I made that come true about five years later. And so my journey began with me working with Zig Ziglar, learning the philosophy, applying all those foundational principles. So I always tell people, if you, if you know anything about Zig, then you know a lot about me because that's really, you know, I, I share similar values and, and similar beliefs. But I've taken that passion, which has always been there, and, and now I've just brought it out in a bigger way, helping people to figure out, you know, we do all have a story we can do that will impact other people and when we help more people it's going to end up, it can't help but help us so um, so to answer your question I'm passionate about inspiring people to share who they are what they know so that they can make a difference in other people's lives wow I love it I love it I love it I love it well you know personally I think it's so amazing and interesting and exciting that you got to work with Zig um, you know, I, I, I admire him so, so much. Um, tell me, you know, obviously you'd set the goal to, to work with him. Tell me how it actually came about. How, how did you actually wind up getting that job? Because I would assume that so many people, especially after they've heard him speak or seen him on stage, you know, have a similar goal. How is it that, that you actually achieve that? <laughs> it's a great question, and it and it certainly wasn't anything I planned. Um, you know, so I went off to college literally the, the week after I went to that seminar, and I was in school for about four or four and a half years. And when I graduated, the first job or the only job I could find out at college was selling copiers. So it wasn't exactly my dream job, um, but. As I was cold calling in an area of Dallas, um, which back in the day meant going door to door, you know, not picking up the phone, but as I was calling on businesses, I walk up to this area, this business building, and on the top of it, it said the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And I'll be honest with you, Jason, I had no idea he was headquartered in Dallas because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have Google. It's not like you could look somebody up and, you know, learn all about them and their headquarters. So when I saw that, it was this immediate um, kind of reminder of like, oh, that's right, I'm supposed to work here, you know. <laughs> it was such an incredible moment because all those feelings I had at that seminar when I was 18 just came rushing back as soon as I saw the name. So I run into the front office. The woman behind the desk was so sweet to me because I acted like a little girl, you know, so excited to meet like a superstar. And I said, you know, is this really where Zig Ziglar works? And uh, she just shook her head and smiled and and I said, I would do anything to work there. You know, what can I do? And it turned out that they had been looking for a salesperson for the last 30 days. And they were just wrapping up their search. 
the lady behind the counter suggested I send a resume in and see what happens. And so I went home that day. I typed up my very first resume that had six months of copier sales experience on it, and that's it. And I sent it in, and I, believe it or not, got a phone call. They called me in for an interview and literally was offered the job on the spot. And I tell that story not to brag because everyone knows six months in copier sales does not land you a job at Ziegler. <laughs> Um, I know it with all my heart, though. It was because I planted a seed when I was 18. You know, I, I, I kind of defined what it was I wanted, and it's amazing how our mind works. You don't necessarily have to know all the steps in between. You just have to know point A, where you are, and point B, where you want to go, and, and it's amazing how doors will open up for you. Um, so that's how it happened, and it wasn't because I planned it. It wasn't because I knew anybody. It was just because um, I, I believe it was just meant to be. Sounds like it was. Sounds, definitely <laughs> sounds like it was. So tell me this, you know, how has, you know, Zig Ziglar's philosophy influenced you, you know, obviously to leave that job working for his firm and to go start your own business? Well, you know, I, everything that he teaches is based on values, and I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I've seen him behind closed doors. I've seen the work, the company. I've seen the, the staff, the his family, and they're they're even better behind closed doors than, than they appear on stage. And so to see somebody with so much integrity and also have that kind of success as a business owner was just, it was so inspiring for me. Um, but I, after working there for about three or four years, I, I actually did something kind of crazy, and I quit. Um, not many people quit there because it's such a wonderful job. It's an amazing environment, but I was still pretty young. I was in my early 20s, and it was the dot-com boom. I don't know if you remember those days where sure do. Uh, uh, <laughs> where there was lots of opportunities and a lot of golden carrots dangled, and I was offered a software sales position. And the salary alone was three times you know, what, my, what I'd made at Ziggler the previous year. So it was one of those decisions where you know, follow your passion or make more money, and I followed the money. And so I literally spent the next 12 years in corporate America doing software sales and, and climbing that corporate ladder. And what I found was um, I was quote-unquote successful, but I wasn't happy. I was, uh, in fact, I, I, I have full belief now that the farther you get away from your passion, that there's really just no, there's no way you can possibly be happy. They have to come together. And so... Um, for me, just being outside of my passion, personal development, making a difference in people's lives, it, it caused me to start to think, okay, what is it I really want to do? What, where do I, is this really it for me? And that was about six or seven years ago that I had that moment of clarity, I say, because it was so clear that where I belonged was back where I started. And that was the desire to motivate and encourage and, and inspire people, um, but with no plan. So I, I literally wrote my first book with the intention of only my family reading it. I had no intention of sharing it, no intention of building a business. But because I wrote a book, an entire business formed. And a business of speaking, full-time, coaching, seminars, and all the things that I dreamed of when I was young. But it happened because I wrote a book. And so it's part of why I'm so convinced, so passionate, and on a mission to help other people get their story out. Because whether you want to start a business or not, the impact you have on somebody once you become an author is so great. And it's, um, it's, it's how I, I started, and so that's partly why uh, I do what I do today. But to answer your initial question, the philosophies I'll carry with me always. Um, 
you know, it just kind of boils down to the golden rule in a lot of cases. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let me let me ask one more question about this, and then, and then I kind of I, I really want to dig in deep on the whole author um, mentality and 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 how you're actually helping people there. But one of the things that I, I'd love to know is, and probably selfishly speaking, but what do you feel like your your greatest takeaway was from working with Zig? Oh wow. Gosh, that's a great question. You know, for, I would say that the greatest takeaway was that if you really, truly do have integrity and you really want to help other people, you know, good things will come your way. His, his most famous quote was, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And just seeing him and the, the, the whole company on a daily basis give and give and give without any, you know, not doing it because they thought they were going to get something back. That just, for me, was was huge. Um, it, it just kind of confirmed that you can have a business with integrity and be successful. Um, whereas I think there's a lot of business growing up or, you know, seminars and things like that, that that don't necessarily come from that angle. So for me, it was just just a great experience. Unlike anything else I'll ever experience in my life, I guarantee. <laughs> Understood. And you know, I, I got to tell you, as the, uh, as the CEO of Powerful Words Character Development, a firm designed, you know, to teach character and life skills and, and, and all of that personal development, I, I totally get where you're coming from. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely know you do. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's dive into the, uh, in, into the meat here. You know, you coach people on becoming authors, right? You know, what, what would, what would you say are some of your top tips to people writing their first book? And, and this is really, a near and dear conversation to me because I actually, I'll use the term suffered through my wife's first book. Um, and you know, as I watch her write, you know, subsequent books, it's, it's, it's certainly a different experience, but I feel like it sounds to me like you're, you're going to, you're the person who's shortcutting and removing some of the pain from people's lives. So, so what do you feel like those primary tips are to people who, you know, when they're looking at that first book? Well, the, the biggest question I get when somebody wants to write a book is, you know, where do I get started? Like, wh where do you even begin? Because there are a lot of steps in the publishing process, as you know. Um, but it, it's like, what's the first step? And the first thing is, is figuring out, well, what is it that you can write about? And this is more important than most people give credit to because everybody can write a book. I mean, there's nobody out there that can't. We all have thoughts. We all have ideas. All, we're, all we need to do is get it on paper. But are you writing the right book? And, and here's what I mean by this. The perfect book, book for you to start with, is, is really a combination between two things. It's a combination of your passion. You know, what is, it you, what is it that you love? I mean, you started a business based on integrity and character for a reason, right? There must be something in that that you're passionate about. Otherwise, you wouldn't go through the effort to do it. So passion is a huge, huge component in the book that you write because without it, you won't have that motivation to finish it. And we all know authors who have started a book and it just never was finished. And it's probably because they wrote about something they knew, but not something they loved. So that's the first piece of it. But the second piece, and equally important, is your experience. And uh, when, when I, I do a workshop called Bookbound, where we, we get together for a couple of days and I, I teach people all these things. You know, how do you write your book? How do you publish your book? How do you market your book? And one of the first exercises we do is I have people list out, you know, what do you have experience doing? And what I mean by experience, it's not just work-related. Your story, your life is composed of so many experiences. 
and some, many of them, are not even positive. Some of you have been through divorce, maybe bankruptcy, abuse. Maybe you've been through um, positive things like becoming a mother, being a business owner. All of those things are experiences, so you have to list them. And, and you do the same with those passions. And then what you do is combine the two together. So find where there's an intersection between something you're passionate about, but also something where you have experience. Um, what I find is people that write about something that they know, uh, and I'll give you an example. When I was in corporate America, I was always in sales, and I was actually pretty good at it. And I kicked around the idea. I thought I was supposed to write a book, but I, I didn't know what it was going to be about. And I thought about I could write a book for salespeople, you know, sales, cold calling 101 or, or something, you know, the basics of sales training. And I could do that in my sleep because I knew all the skills. I'd been practicing them. It was I had experience there. But every time I thought about even beginning to write a book on that, I'd get that feeling of dread, like, oh, you know, I just don't want to do it. Because it so was not my passion, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so that is important. But the flip of it is, is a lot of people also just write about things that they love, but they've never experienced it. So, you know, like, for example, if you love if you love uh, kids and you love babies and you love, you want to write a book on, you know, how to raise children, but you've never had children, you're not going to have the depth that you need in order to make it a good book. So in order to have a book that's, one that a reader wants to read and the writer wants to write, it has to be the intersection between that passion and experience. And that's really the first step because I could teach you everything you need to know about publishing a book and even getting the thoughts out of your head and on the paper, but unless you know specifically how what you're going to write about and, 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 a, and a topic that's going to allow you to get it done quickly, then um, it, it does no good. So that's the first step. Wow. Um, and then beyond that, you know, I, I, I joke a little bit, but I tell people if, if you can bake chocolate chip cookies, then you can write a book because writing a book is nothing more than following a recipe. Um, you do need to know all the ingredients, but you do need to know, you know, in what order you do them because if you don't know that, it'll be a disaster. But, you know, if truly, if you can follow a recipe, you can become an author, um, but you have to work with somebody or, or, or learn from somebody that has been through it. There's so many different um, things out on the Internet. There's so many different companies out there that will tell you all different types of things. There's self-publishing versus traditional publishing. There's, you know, royalties and all these things. So you have to be aware of what the options are. But then once you do and once you get that book out of your head and onto paper, the rest of it is just following, you know, the publishing process, which, which I do teach in that workshop. And... And then finally, the, the last piece of all this, so once you get that book you know, out, it, you get your manuscript created and edited and you know, cover done and all the, the, the components that you need to finish a book, then becomes this is where it really, really matters, is how do you market your book? Um, Jason, it breaks my heart. I meet, I meet so many different authors because they come to these workshops or we, we publish their books for them. And they've had experience with a previous book where they... they they went through all this effort, spent a ton of money producing a book to find that they have thousands and thousands of copies of their book in their garage because nobody ever told them what to do with them. And, and that's something I'm pretty passionate about because it's one thing, you know, anybody really can become an author and write a book, get your story out. But if you don't know how to get it in the hands of the people that need it most, you're not helping anyone, including yourself. So it's, it's crucial 
to to learn from somebody or become a student of somebody that knows how to really monetize your message. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I absolutely could not agree more. You know, I, I have a question that's you know slightly tangential to this, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be helpful um, in seeing because you know a lot of folks have primarily thought, oh, you know, I should write a book at some point, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, all the other stuff gets in the way. You know, in your experience, how have you seen, you know, becoming an author increase somebody's credibility? And with that, how has it helped their business? Oh, gosh, I, this is, uh, this is like my favorite thing to talk about, because uh, truly, the reason I'm on this radio show is not because of anything I did in business. It's because I wrote a book and immediately became the credible expert. And mm. I see this time and time and time again. When you go through the effort to write a book, the the, the way people look at you changes. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll share an example and, and let people think for themselves if they've ever done this. Have you ever met somebody or maybe you heard somebody on the radio or you saw somebody speak and before you even read their book you saw them as credible meaning you saw them as somebody like oh I can learn from them so my point with that is it's not your book it's not what you write about that's giving you that credibility because these people haven't even read it yet it's the fact that you became an author. And I truly believe, and I've studied marketing for years now, I've been a big student of marketing, and I believe that writing a book is the number one way to differentiate yourself from the competition, raise the level of credibility within your niche, whatever it is, and give you more business. Because, you know, don't we all want to work with the expert? And when you write a book on any topic, you immediately, in the eyes of your prospects, are that expert. Um, it's also how media, you get publicity, you get media attention. Uh, if you think about anybody that you see on TV or the radio, chances are good, they're authors. And the reason is because an author is credible. They're talk show worthy. And, and that's part of what I try to teach people is it is important to get the book, but that is the means to an end. What you're really doing is um, establishing yourself as an author, and there's a big difference there. Absolutely. I mean, I certainly saw that when when my wife's book got published, um, you know, Today Show, Early Show, Good Morning America, all that fun stuff, they hadn't been calling beforehand. Right. So it certainly does change the perception. Um, So I, again, we've seen it. um, And, you know, with many of my clients, you know, we talk about, you've got a book in you. um, And it really is just that important if you want to be that person out there. So, um, again, I, we're certainly on the same page. You know, here's a question that you know I'm hoping you'll answer because I'm sure it's something that you cover in in your workshops. But what do you feel are some of the ways that that new authors uh, can create, you know, additional and hopefully many uh, revenue streams from their book? Well, there's so many different ways you can create revenue streams, um, and Everybody focuses on the book, but really it's the content. Um, the book is just a, a, a way in which people can digest it. So what I teach people is that figuring out one way, what is the content? What is it that you can share with somebody else that can make a difference, that can help somebody else? That's the first thing. And then getting it in as many formats as possible so that you don't miss anyone. Um, usually when I'm in a room full of people, I'll have everyone raise their hand. So raise your hand if you learn best by reading. You know, we get about a quarter of the room raising their hand. 
raise your hand if you learn best by listening, you know, listening to a podcast or listening to something on iTunes. Raise your hand if you learn best in a live event, like a seminar or, or something like that. And then finally, raise your hand if you learn best with one-on-one -on -one teaching. And it's amazing that no matter what group I ask that question to, how evenly split it is, meaning that we all learn differently. So if you really, truly want to impact people and make a difference and increase your bottom line, <laughs> you want to make sure you get that content in multiple ways. So there's the book, a physical book. There's an e-book. Those are two different revenue streams. Um, there's taking the content from your book and creating CDs, possibly teaching a teleseminar that you could then record and then create into a home study course. Um, you know, you could take that content and create a half-day event, a full-day seminar, possibly a three-day seminar. And then finally, and this is where I think you'll see the biggest um, opportunity right off the bat, is taking the content that you're writing in a book and sharing with it with someone one-on-one -on -one so that, you know, through coaching. Um, I'll have to share this funny example, Jason, because I, I wouldn't have believed it if it hadn't happened to me. So I write my book, Winning in Life Now. We publish it. We get it out there. Um, I was very blessed to have it hit bestseller the day we launched it in two categories. So certainly it, it, that helped. But at the end of the day, I didn't have a business. I just wrote a book. I get a phone call. Uh, somebody bought my book and sent it to a friend in Minnesota. And I get a phone call from this woman in Minnesota, and she says, how much do you charge for coaching? And I said, well, uh, I don't do coaching. <laughs> and she's like, well, no, I read your book, and I really want to hire you as my coach. And I, I can't believe I said this to her, uh, but I was honest. I said, well, but honestly, everything I would coach you on is in that $20 book. So why would I charge you to coach you? You know, you can just learn it by reading. And this is when it hit me. She said, well, I learn best by having somebody walk through an experience with me. And in her particular case, she wanted to lose some weight, and she felt like she needed a coach to encourage and motivate her and help her overcome procrastination, and she was willing to pay for that. And I, so I accepted. <laughs> and uh, not even knowing what to charge her. But I accepted, and what happened was is she was a coaching client of mine for over a year, and she did. She lost so much weight. We helped her reach her goals. But what I found was it doesn't matter if the content is in a book. People want to experience it in different ways. So don't limit that. Make sure you have it in different ways. That's spectacular advice. Really, really is. And really has broken down how we've, uh, how we've grown a bunch of our businesses. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, if you, if, you, if you just think about what you just said, I mean, just to paraphrase, you know, you've got a written product, you've got an audio product, you've got an electronic product, you've got a seminar-based product, you've got a coaching-based product, you've got e-courses. I mean, you've just laid out a seven-figure business for somebody. Absolutely. And, and I, tell, I don't say that because it's just it's rhetoric. It's, it's what I've done. It's what my peers have done time and time and time again. And it's, it's a formula. It's a model that works. Uh, but the first thing first is you have to figure out, well, okay, what is my content? And then get it in that book. And then the rest is just, you know, following the formula. Perfect. Well, at this time, it is time for our resource of the week. So, Michelle, how can folks learn more about, because obviously we're, we're just barely, barely scraping, you know, the top of the iceberg here. How can people learn more about what it is you do as far as, helping them to do this because quite honestly I'm a major proponent in modeling somebody else's success if somebody's already done what I want to do 
it's quicker, easier, and cheaper to hire them to teach me to do it than for me to try and figure it out for myself. So how can people get in touch with you? How can people find what it is you do and how, how can they, how can they connect? Well, and I, I totally agree with you. Learn from somebody who's already done it. Why, why uh, take the time and the money to figure it out? Um, the best way to do this is, um, you know, I do have this workshop called Bookbound, and, and it's bookboundworkshop.com. That's honestly the best way to get started. And, and I'm very upfront and very truthful. Look, if I can do this, you can do this. And here's exactly how you do it. And we've had, you know, thousands of people come through the workshop and is produced so many authors that it's, it's astounding. But more than that, it's, it's produced people with a platform. And so my, my recommendation, I mean, certainly I do coaching, I do masterminds, and I do things other than that. But the best way to get started, and, and truly the, probably the most affordable way, is attend this um, bookbound live and take everything with you and go do it on your own. Um, so that's one way, bookboundworkshop.com. And then the other way, I'd love to, to connect with people through uh, social media, through my website. My website is michelleprince.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-P-R-I-N-C-E.com. And I do a lot with helping people overcome procrastination, especially as it relates to writing their book. Uh, but there's some free resources on there to how to be more productive, how to overcome being just busy, being busy, and uh, a couple other things. So I'd love for you to reach out and let me know what I can do to help. Spectacular. And I'm guessing you're on Facebook and Twitter and all the all the other fun social media sites? I sure am. You can find me for sure. Marvelous. And, folks, you should. You, you really, really should. All right. Michelle, one, one question that I, I, I always love to ask all of my experts is, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or even more importantly, help them to live a better, more balanced, more comfortable life, what would that piece of advice be? And I think anyone listening who's ever lost anybody in life knows this, that life is short and we're not guaranteed another day. And my biggest piece of advice is don't wait. You know you have these goals. You know there's something in your mind right now that you say you're going to get to someday. But that someday may not come. Or if it does come, you may not be capable physically, mentally, financially, or emotionally. So if you don't take action now, there's a really good chance that you won't accomplish what, what you really want to in life. And I just believe that, you know, I personally believe that we're here on this earth to fulfill a purpose. And, and I think that we're supposed to enjoy the ride along the way. So the sooner you follow your passions and goals, the happier you're going to be. And the more, most important thing is once you are experiencing and, and following your dreams and making things happen, that's when you really can make a big impact on other people. And there's not a person on this planet that I meet that I don't think wants to help others, you know, deep in their soul. So don't wait. Don't assume you're going to have the time later. Take action now. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Michelle, th thank you for joining us today. You know, I know how crazy busy your schedule is, so obviously it means the world to me that you would take time out of your busy day to come share some of your wisdom with us. Oh, I'm thrilled to, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. It, the pleasure, again, has been ours. Well, folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at my website at www.jasonmsilverman.com or you can email me directly at jason at jasonmsilverman.com and I look forward to helping you to achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, I'm going to leave you with this. 
get out there and be the real deal, folks. I want you to set a goal. I want you to make a plan. And I want you to work like crazy towards it and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there. Make a difference. Make it happen. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.